Uh, patrons, uh, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for the podcaster whose mouth goes, his mouth goes before his cart and his brain, uh, patrons, but you make it possible. Thank you so much, really, uh, patrons. I really couldn't do without all you, uh. I don't know, it's a time right now when people are feeling really strongly. When you hear this, they'll probably still be feeling strongly about things in the world or even things around the podcast. And you're there to make me feel supported so I can support you and all of the other listeners. Really, thank you so much. And what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest, what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time, or temperature, or routine. Uh, you know, like, uh, so anything on your mind, you know, that you're thinking about, anything that you're experiencing physically, or that's coming up for you emotionally, or external stuff, situational stuff, whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to uh, keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. What I'm going to do is, or uh, what I propose to do, is I got a safe place here. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna smooth it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move it. I can. I can move it too. I can groove it. I can move it and groove it if you want me to. You see, I move like I'll move it away from these grooves. So I'll smooth it. I'll pat it. I'll rub it down. I'll say safe place. Then I'm gonna send my voice across a deep dark night. I'm gonna use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my tones. Creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So I'm gonna go off topic, get mixed up, put my mouth before my cart and my horse. Uh, they say, who's that? Is that is, is just scoots, scoots is, uh, creaky dulcet tones and braying are not the same thing. But I'd say, well, yeah, like, uh, they're not that different either. Like, uh, that's the sound a horse makes, right? A bray. I know someone named Bray, uh, like, uh, that I worked with br- briefly, uh, that I liked very much. Anyway, where where was it? Oh, so if you're new, let me give you some more more information because this podcast is very different. Understandably, it's really not for everybody. I hope it's for you, but it really takes. Uh, it's it's uh, what do you call that? It has a like a high bar to get used to or something because it's just not for everybody. So let me give you all the info. I mean, one, I don't know if any sleep solution is for everybody. You know. But also, like, we have a lot of expectations around sleep solution, like skeptic, skeptical things and doubts because you say, oh, boy, this is supposed to put me to sleep. I've been trying stuff for my whole life, and uh, thus far I haven't found anything really effective. 
so, of course, you're going to be doubtful if you heard, well, there's this guy, he tells weird stories in a strange voice. And I don't know if they're exactly stories because I'm not awake for that part. And then he, at, at the first, he just talks in, in circles. He says they're ovals and uh, that he moves in ovular ways like BB-8. He also doesn't know his BB-8 from his 88. Uh, and he's, he talks about that as often as he can. Also, he just remembered that BB-8 moves in spherical ways, which he forgets a lot. So those are things that you say, what? This is a sleep podcast, right? I say, kind of. So that's one thing is that this podcast, if you're doubtful or unsure, that's normal for sleep with me. Or even if you don't like it, that's totally understandable. So that's one thing. The next thing is that, uh, what is, oh, so this is really a podcast you don't really listen to. That's one of the things that gets throw you off. You say, well, when's it get started? I say, well, we've kind of already started it would be like, for example, if you put a boat, like if you had a rowboat and you put it in a, like a, uh, like a, not a pond, one of those concrete ponds, like a retention basin, not a retention basin. I guess it, like I was thinking of a reflection pool or something, like one of those concrete basins that you see at monuments and, and city parks. I mean, that doesn't, if you're calling it a pond, it doesn't do it. Basin doesn't really do it either. But what if you took one of those, you put a rowboat in there, and then you filled it with pudding or jello? That would be, and what does that have to do with sleep podcast and ever getting started? I'd be like, well, if you wrote, like, uh, I guess the viscosity of jello, I guess it would probably be right. You're like a, more of a pudding, particularly maybe a butterscotch pudding. Uh, or some sort of cream, banana cream. If you were rowing a rowboat in there, now I'm no expert on anything, so I don't know if would the rowboat float? Good question. Um, it might not float. It might just, uh, is it floating if it's sitting on top of it, but it's, like, is that floating if it's not water? You say, well, that's a good question. But if you were trying to row that, I don't know, would it, would it be, I'm guessing it would be harder to row. But, uh, I mean, I'm probably wrong. Uh, but, you pro- like, imagining it would be, you wouldn't be going anywhere. That's kind of like this podcast. You say, well, you don't get in a retention, you don't get in a um, reflection, former reflection basin full of banana cream butterscotch pudding to go boating around or to go somewhere. You probably have an ulterior motive. I mean, what would it be? Well, I would say hopefully you cleared all the wildlife out of the area or at least did some sort of conscientious conscientious research. Or, oh, it's taking place in my imagination. Okay, so we did do that. Uh, and you see, yeah, this, it's a dairy alternative, bird-friendly, turtle and bird-friendly, and f- there's no fish in there or anything else. Don't worry, we got all those bait. Okay, well, then I can relax. What are we going to be doing well, I have an ulterior motive. I'm actually recording a sleep podcast intro. I was hoping for an easy metaphor. And I said to myself, what would make the easiest metaphor for my sleep podcast? Uh, and then I call, I said, uh, hey, Jello, you look at, I heard you wanted to go, you know, big on the one of the um, social medias. Aren't, you, aren't your competitors just, you know, really doing it on there? 
And they said, I don't know. And I said, well, if you send me 4,000 packets, 2,000 butterscotch, 2,000 banana cream, a bunch of water or cream alternative, rowboat, oars, uh, life preservers, of course, uh, you know, I could probably come up with something. They said, no, thanks. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to do it in my imagination. And I said, hello. And they said, shouldn't you get back? And I said, you're right. So this is a podcast you don't really listen to. Just like you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. You'd say, Scoots, I don't see the purpose of rowing in pudding. And I'd say, well, one day, you, like, you, because it, there, there would be. I mean, if we're, let's say we're in another stage of existence, like on the next, one of the grander stages, you say, well, post-Earth, my post-Earth life, well, what, like you say, maybe you're talking to a youngster. This is true, though. You've been there and you've returned. So it's not like you're making this up, you say. They say, what do I expect out there? You say, well, what'd you do yesterday? Went rowing in a, a, a list and up there. They have, they have lakes full of pudding. Can you eat the pudding? Can you eat the pudding? You better, you can, oh, of course you can. Wow. Can you row through the pudding and like sing songs? Oh, yeah, we were singing songs. Then we had, you know, pudding fights. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we were, it was great. So, oh, but this is only in Scoots' imagination. Oh, that's where we are? Okay. So I can move to that stage of existence. Yep, you can anytime you want. Okay, so this is a podcast you really listen to. I guess that's what I was saying. It's also not a podcast that puts you to sleep. I'm more here to keep you company while you go to sleep. Just like we were row, row, row your boat in some pudding. Barely, 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 barely moving because we're in pudding. In a bit, they say, what did you, then some monumental figure says, what'd you do to my reflecting pool? And why were you calling it a reflecting basin? And I'd say, oh boy, another monument's displeased with me too. Uh, so, oh, this is a podcast, you know, I keep you company while you fall asleep. That's why shows are over an hour to give you plenty of time to fall asleep. Uh, and so, you know, I'm here to keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep. So if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end. So those are two things. The other thing is throw people off, new listeners or even regular listeners. Regular listeners, what's up? Have we ever talked about rowing and pudding? The pudding row. Uh, There's the the story of uh, how uh, two pudding companies uh, parted ways uh, but remained in one another's hearts. The great pudding row. That's another imaginary story. That's from uh, Harlequin. Harlequin Kitchen, uh, the Great Pudding Row. Uh, I, I would like to write that one, maybe. I mean, so, oh, so uh, structure the show, though, reg- new listeners. Show starts off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, so you're welcome in. Then there's listener support. Then there's sponsors that enable the show to be free. Uh, then there's the intro, which goes from about minute six or minute eight to minute 30 or 20 or something. I don't know. goes on and on and on the intro. And, uh, like uh, the intro serves one purpose, introduce new, introduce new listeners to show, but for regular listeners, it just gives them a time to get ready for bed, to start to unwind, to get comfortable, 
Uh, 3% of people skip the intro because they're going to sleep. Some small percentage of listeners fall asleep during the intro, but most people use it to wind down and relax while they're either in bed or in their bedroom or getting ready, you know, doing some sort of wind down routine. So that's the intro. It eases you into bedtime, gives you some distance from the day. And you say, well, I like to fall asleep. I say, okay, for if you listen all night or you fall asleep fast, you could either, you can do that or you could support the show on Patreon. Those episodes are a little more convenient for those purposes because they're repurposed stuff on there. But yeah, those are, uh, th- oh, so that's the intro. It gives you some space, I mean, basically, uh, uh, to get ready for bed. Uh, then... After the intro is business, uh, that keeps the show free. It like two sponsors there, I think. And then, uh, then's uh, the bedtime story. So tonight will be our episodically modular series, uh, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. Listen to some friends play a role-playing game. That's pretty nice. And then there's the thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. The reason I make the show is because I've been there. Tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Yep, I had all those. And uh, so I'm here to help. Uh, so I'm here to help you uh, while you drift off and to keep you company. So that's, uh, oh, oh, so because I've been there but and you deserve a good night's sleep. Did I say that? I guess I didn't say it. I didn't underline it because... Uh, like, when I say that, I really mean it. Like, if you get some sleep, your life's going to be a little bit better, right? A little bit more manageable. Maybe you start to, like, use the podcast on a regular basis or you develop your own bedtime routine. You discover a different sleep podcast, whatever it is. Maybe you're in a place to flourish. And, and then our world uh, gets better and better and better. The better and better you are. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't come with, you know, rainy days. So holy bully, you know, like uh, holy bully. I don't even know. I couldn't even get a word out because they said, well, what about last? I say, yeah, you're right. Last night was rocky, huh? But even if it's rocky, I'm here to keep you company. Whether you're awake or asleep, that's my job. So I'm glad you're here. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do this for you free twice a week. All right, everybody, welcome to our ongoing serially, episodically modular series, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow, uh, which is the great thing about it being episodically modular is you could listen to this in any order. This happens to be episode 11 but if you decide to listen to it, you, you don't have to listen to it in order. So I'll catch you up on everything or the characters will catch you up on everything. And then episodes one through 10, which you could also listen to any in any order. You say, oh, those are like the prequels. Uh, oh, that's cool. I get to go back and watch the prequels now or listen to them and sleep to them. A journey in the land, a journey into the land of tomorrow is a, a tale of uh, some friends playing a role-playing game. Uh, they they uh, are playing a role-playing game that takes place in a, a, a well-abandoned theme park uh, that's been closed for years. They're a little bit in what could be our future. Uh, the game players are so they're playing like very similar to a D and D fifth edition. Uh, they're playing a game together, and they're friends. They're having a good time. What could be more soothing and lulling? 
than adventurers in a theme park. And they're going to set everything up. Uh, but before we do that, our Hollywood announcer is here to uh, to bring us into the episode. Zooming in. Normally, he drives all the way from L.A. to the Bay Area just to record this episode, this uh, 30-second segment. Probably the most generous and patient man I've ever come to know, but also have very strict—I say, okay— you do, even though you're not knocking on the door, the fact that you're standing in front of the door moving still, my mic still picks up on that. Uh, uh, but he still stays patient. He keeps coming through. He, I think it's just for the listeners and not really for me. And a lot of listeners ask, how did you get Antonio Banderas uh, to, to do the, when did that start? And I, I always say, I don't know. It's like I woke up from a dream in an even better dream. So it's a man with a dreamy voice, a man with a heart that you dream of. It's Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, Scooter. Uh, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for a journey into the land of tomorrow. Let's roll those dice. Clickety. Clackety, sleepy swoosh. Th- thank you, Antonio. Antonio and I are going to be playing a new game, and I can't, I can't wait to play it. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and with, the, without further ado, this is Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. Okay, okay, okay. So. I, the game is going to take it's approximately it's going to take about two more gaming sessions. I mean, I know we have like to end at a certain time today, and it's just hard for me to like. I don't understand what the sudden rush is. I know there's a rush. I don't, I don't know. This is my first time being DM, and I really feel like. We should just, I thought it was focusing, I've been focusing on the process of making the game, though I do know that we're getting towards the end of the game. But, uh, I I don't know, it's just, like, I I don't know, I'm not very good at making I statements, but I feel on the spot because I'm, like, I realize that, okay, oh, sorry, uh, Lord, Lord, Lord Von Chill, Granada, the other players have said that they really wanted the game to get finished uh, as soon as possible. And so I'm feeling like, uh, uh, and actually, Lord Von Chill, it's your turn to set everything up. But I, I, I can't make the game go any faster. But I can, I'm thinking that will be done in two more sessions. But I can't guarantee that. Uh, again, I, I do have, like, I'm a dungeon master with feeling. I don't know if anybody, I'm sure someone said that before. I'm a dungeon master with strong feelings or a DM with strong feelings. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is Lord Von Chili here. And uh, I'm going to stay in character, though other players, you know, there was some, you know, cookie making session and a blind date session, like, outside of this game. I live in a world where those things happen when I'm not adventuring. And I feel like something's changed and shifted. 
Uh, and but but so I'm going to focus on the game here. Uh, my name is Lord Von Chill. I'm a warrior. Uh, some would say I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm from the upper crust, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm here with my team of adventurers. I'm part of a party of adventurers. It doesn't feel like a party right now, though. But some of the party of my adventurers are Wada, uh, a magic user, quiet, and now Wada happens to be turned into a water-based being. Uh, Wada is our wizard. Wada is our magic user. Uh, so that's Wada. We also have Granada of Darmok, Fleet of Foot, Nimble of Finger, maybe a member of a guild that, uh, takes things without permission. But on this adventure, Granada of Darmok has been essential. Granada of Darmok is technically we work together or is in, uh, in my employ but only in my employ as a member of this uh, of of, the, of the, this adventure. Uh, the other members of our party are Eleanor, uh, a Florentian nurse and healer, uh, powerful in healing and powerful in B A T T L E. As Eleanor uh, joined our party at the last minute, uh, seemed really cool and. Uh, great to work with, uh, but also seems like suddenly in a hurry to move on from this game and other things. But all we can all we could always count on Eleanor, uh, our Florentian nurse, and then finally our other warrior Zell. Zell and I have known one another, or actually outside this adventure, we did not know each other, even though we may have gotten to know each other quite well. Azel is what we would call a working-class warrior, you know, not a, a gentry of the land like I, but always Azel-wise and uh, every attribute you could want in a warrior, Azel possesses. Uh, it makes me speechless just thinking about how much I enjoy. But I know the world changes uh, I know Lord Von Chill is not perfect to, to be in a party with or, you know, be at work for or many other things. Oh, the DM is making a face at me, though, to, to move forward. Seems like everybody wants to move forward. Uh, with, uh, but so who are we, who, what, where, when, why? Who are we? We're a band of adventurers tasked with journeying into the land of tomorrow, a former theme park, to find a magical portal that connects to another world and to close that portal. We had to assemble a staff uh, in order to find the portal, and we've assembled that staff uh, and found all the pieces. We have a pretty good idea of where the portal is, and now we are on the final stage of our journey, closing the portal to save the world from an influx of powers from another magical realm, I believe, uh, we're tasked with this adventure by the Wizards Council. So that's who That's who and what. Uh, where are we? Oh, land of Tomorrow. Right now, currently, we're hiding from a giant steam being at the end of uh, uh, one of the trains that goes around uh, to transport people. We camped nearby, and uh, 
we're looking to go into to to the uh, this uh, this uh, space uh, adventure ride. I don't know what the name of it is uh, uh, because we believe the portal's inside, and we're about to try to build consensus on our plan so that we could essentially save the world from this force. Uh, I think is is am I covering everything? Is everybody does that sound correct? Uh, yeah, this is Wada. That this this that sounds pretty accurate to me. We I think we just need to discuss what we're gonna do, and also, I think we need a little bit more information. But I, I don't know. I want to get the rest of the party. Uh, this is this is Eleanor. Uh, yeah, I think that was a very good recap. I know it's tough recapping, and it's not that I'm in a hurry or I'm not in a rush. Uh, I'm just, we're, we're near the conclusion of things and I just want to get to the conclusion, I guess. I get like, sometimes I get a little bit excited and I'm sorry about that. Uh, and then I have, fo- so I would like to focus on what we have to do today on our adventure, but I'm having trouble focusing on that as a, as a Florentian nurse, you know, that kind of comes with, uh, my belief system. Uh, this is Zell. um, that's fine. Um, I mean, I think we just got to get to it. Uh, I don't know if, we, if talking is going to do make our job any easier, that we have to get in there and we have to do something. Like, uh, what is there to talk about? Well, this is uh, Granada of Dormach here. And, I mean, one thing we could talk about is the fact that uh, we need to uh, get in there, right, and uh, get, get uh, like, some more information. Because, I mean, from my perspective, as someone that doesn't always follow the rules, we'll say, like, I think I feel like there's some sort of misdirection going on and uh, that... uh, I'm, I don't know. You know, I'm feeling something in my gut that says, if we rush, are we going to put the mission at risk? And why? Can anybody back me up with how they're feeling? Or is anybody else feeling that way? Uh, this is Lord Von Chill. Uh, I am feeling that way. I feel like we could use some more information. Do you have an idea, Granada of Darmok? Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Zell. Um... I'm not so sure about this idea because one, um, well, like you two are agreeing, but you're the same person playing two characters, right? But that doesn't change the effect. The idea is there okay, Zell? Uh, this is Lord Von Chill. I would submit that Granada try to sneak in with stealth uh, past the, the giant steam being. Uh, we could double check with Wada, but I think we're in consensus that, uh, this mountainous space adventure, whatever it's called, uh, that, uh, the, 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 the portal is in there or beneath it or, or something. And so if Granada can sneak in the front door uh, to see what else is awaiting, because the fact that the, the front door or this plaza of entry to the area is being patrolled by a giant, a steam giant, that we don't seem to have the ability to, like, okay, 
Here's the honest thing. What would happen if we, we did battle with the steam giant? What does everybody think? Uh, this is Wada. I can almost guarantee that it would be very difficult, uh, and that not all of us would be ready to, for the next stage of adventure. And I, so I don't know if there's a discussion, like the likelihood of us defeating the steam giants in maintaining the whole of our party is low. Well, this is Zell. How do you know? I guess because you, you're played by the DM. Yeah, well, it's just like I've just, I was in, remember, I analyzed the steam giant. Okay. So where, where does that leave us? Well, this is uh, Eleanor. I would say that uh, we should deduce, okay, so why is the steam giant, why would the steam giant be here? Like, what is it protecting if the portal was undiscovered? Because the steam giant is definitely patrolling the area. So I, 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 even though I'm in a hurry, I would say that we pro like who left the steam giant to guard the front of the building? Uh, this is Granada of Darmok. Yeah, I mean, and then what? Why would they want? Uh, is it to reduce our party, or to, pre to prevent anyone from going inside? Because if it was just to prevent anyone, like it was, it was also keeping watch on the area. It was like you know keeping the area secure. So, again, I propose we roll, we see if I can stealthily go in towards the front, get by the steam giants, uh, get to the entrance, check the entrance for, for anything hidden uh, that could cause us, you know, that could be, cause us a channel, unexpected challenge, and then uh, see if I could go any further without, you know, in, in a, in a, in a quiet, uh, safe manner. And if I can hear or see anything, is there, is there any, uh, is there any reason not to do that? Okay. This is the DM here. So what you're proposing is you're going to try to get past the steam giants. Uh, and how do you do that? Okay. I'm going to go to the end of this uh, slide down behind the one barrier when the steam giant's walking away, also the steam giant, we, we disabled its uh, ability to spot us, so I'll be very quiet. That way, if it's walking away, it won't hear me. Then I'll head towards that, uh, the beginning of the queue, and I'll try to use my detecting skills. Um, and um, Wada, I would wonder if you had anything in your, like anything in your thing to help boost my skills, uh, detecting skills. And then if I detect anything, I'll try to dis, dis, uh, you know, disable it uh, or turn it off. And then I'll try to keep going and see what I could detect. Does that sound good? As a DM, I understand what you're trying to do. Uh, this is Wada here. Uh, I do have a potion of uh, that will boost your your ability to detect and to, 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 like turn off uh, uh, things that are hidden that would uh, get in our way. So yeah, I I agree. Lord Von Chill here, I agree. Eleanor here, I agree. Um, and but can we just get on with it? Zell here, I yeah. Let's go ahead. All right, so this is the DM. So 
I'm going to roll everything now. So I'm going to roll your, 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 I mean, you're sneaking by a steam bot should be pretty easy. And then you do have a lot of boosts now with that, that, uh, so, I mean, I like, I almost, uh, just roll to see how well you do. Okay. So you easily sneak by, you do, you get, you go in the queue and uh, first, you, 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 you're very, you're, you're height, your awareness is heightened because of the potion that Wada gave you. And you don't detect anything. You've never felt this uh, apt at your skills. Uh, but then about halfway down the queue, it does, uh, the queue does not have any natural lights. And right uh where the light changes again, because like you go through some darkness, but you're comfortable doing that. Uh, and then it changes to a slightly lighted area again. And that already sticks out to you because you say, well, then your eyesight would have to adjust. And you do find some very high level unexpected surprises that wouldn't be good for you there. Uh, because of your buffs and stuff, you're very able to dis- disable those things. But without that, uh, be, you you are impressed. You say, wow, like uh, that would have been. So then you cautiously move again. Uh, you do start to hear you're getting to- more towards the ride, a loading and unloading area. Or at the end of the queue where it goes into a big, so you're still going down a hall. I guess I'm giving you too much information. You do find a couple other things. Uh, those ones are more alerts, but you're able to actually deal with all of those. You do have one stumble, which does uh, five, uh, th- that one, but it doesn't make a lot of noise, so you get lucky there. It was a little pokey poo, and then you 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 really stealth in it, uh, and you, but you don't want to go into. You could see that you're in the area where the kind of it opens up, um, and you actually remember. I mean, because you spent so much time in this park, you've seen the kind of things that this is this big space uh, coaster ride, but you start to listen. And you can hear multiple voices arguing. Can't quite make out what they're arguing about. And you're not comfortable getting closer because you, you think, you, you sense that it would risk. Uh, I mean, you could go, I guess I'm, again, uh, yeah, I guess I'm a conflict of interest here. Do you want to go closer? Uh, no, I mean, uh, no, uh, but what, so I'm listening as closely as I possibly can. Am I here? What am I hearing? Just arguing, uh, the voices to you, they're in a, a language, common language you're familiar with. Um, and there's something about the voices that you associate with, uh, I don't know. That you that you associate with wizards, according to this role here. Okay, in that case, I'm going to go back and report things to my party. Okay, so you get back. No, you go back. No problem. You're back with your party. Okay, I'm reporting back to all of you. Uh, I heard some talking and arguing. 
it's also well uh, uh, protected, the area. So, um, again, it makes me think that they're trying, whoever's there arguing is trying to reduce our party, you know. Uh, okay, this is Zelda. Then they also think they're secure, though, because they think the Steambot and the, um, the 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 surprises that you were you turned off would like uh like so we should just go straight in yeah this is eleanor i agree there's like we could go in we we could uh and we could either play like we could play it like uh, we don't we're just wandering around like like or we could play, go in and try to sneak and then make a move Okay, this is uh, Wada. It sounds like Granada thought they were wizards, so right? Granada, part of you thought they were wizards. I, I believe it sounded the 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 way they were speaking reminded me of wizards. Yes. Okay, this is Wada. I don't know. Like, what if this is all a setup that they want us to come in? Like, what if they expected us to disable the steam giant or avoid it and then avoid the surprises they left and they're waiting for us, luring us in? Uh, this is Zell. Why would they do that? Lord Von Chill here. I mean, they would do that because they then they could get a... We we have the staff to close the portal. What if they're wizards looking to open the portal and they're just waiting for it? Why don't we just see if there's any alternative entrances into the uh, into the building? This is all. I just don't think it's necessary. I mean, we're pretty well. They would be expecting. Well, I guess you're right. I mean, I, I don't want like I don't want to go along with it, but. Uh, I don't want to stretch this argument out. I guess okay. Let's can we can we sneak past the steam giant and then check for alternative entrances into the building? But can we do it all in one big roll? It, is that okay with everybody? This is Lord Von Schill. So because the DM's going to ask us to explain. So we roll to see what other alternative entrances. We try to find all the alternative entrances that are easily accessible. Like we go around the whole building if we can without being detected. Yeah, I agree with that. Everybody else? Yeah, this sounds good. Yes, yes. Okay, this is the DM. So, um, okay, give me one second. Okay. You don't really need to roll for this. Uh, so you're going to, well, okay. Well, let me see if you encounter. Okay. Okay, so are you going to go around the left or the right side of the building? It's a giant circle that goes into like a, like it looks like an artificial metal and concrete mountain or it, uh, like a, uh, like a pyramid type shape. Or more of a cone, I guess. Um, can we go around the right side of the building and uh, head uh, counterclockwise? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we head counterclockwise uh, with caution. Oh, and DM, sorry, I, I took it from you. 
Okay, so the first door you encounter, there's exits for people exiting the ride under conditions that wouldn't be ideal. And the first door you encounter, it's blocked. Like, it's been, there's no way you're getting through. Like, there was, like, uh, metal and and, and uh, some sort of damage. Yeah, so that's impenetrable. How, uh... I, I, did you just to make sure, so you're approaching, how, what's the manner you're approaching these doors? Uh, very cautiously. Okay, so the next set of doors you co- can encounter, they haven't been collapsed or anything. They're just a set of double doors, you know, older, metal, uh, big doors, so a large number of people could exit the building former overgrown path that hasn't been used in a long time. Do you want to go up to the doors or what do you want to do? Uh, this is Granada Dharmic. I think we should sit here. Can we work this into the roles that we sit here? Or could we just imagine that we do that? Because I know Zell's in a hurry. But we would not approach the doors immediately. We would wait and observe. Thank you, Granada, for uh, working that in. That sounds efficient. We'll do that. Okay, so you're going to use that strategy with any door that's not blocked. This door, while you wait, you do notice not just one, but two uh, um, uh, overhe- st- steaming beings. Uh, th- these are these, you're familiar with these from your vent- adventures. They're uh, very steamy. They're former wizards, uh, and they seem to be guarding the doors. And you do know that these steamy beings, two of them, is quite a task. Um, that uh, it would be a really big task uh, to to get by these steaming beings. Okay, this is Zell. So let's go to the next door. Okay, so the next two doors on this level are also b- b- blocked. Uh, it looks like intentional, uh, but nothing you can do about it. The other thing you did notice, but you didn't let me know, is that you did notice stairs from the second level exits, uh, and there was three sets of stairs in between, like halfway in between each set of doors that you encountered on the first floor, and that's your whole circle of the building. Okay, Lord Von Chill here. I think we should just do the same thing on the second floor with caution, right? But we'll just do it in the same efficient manner. Is that okay with everybody that wants to get this over with? I don't know. It's an adventure. I guess an adventure is a thing that you get to, but I don't feel like getting it over with. But anyway, can we can we get consensus that we do that? Yeah, this is Zell. That's fine. Uh, Granada, I agree. Uh, Eleanor, that's yeah. This is that sounds good to me. This is Wada, yeah. Okay, so you go on the second floor. It's very similar, uh, though. On the other side of the building, from the steaming beings, and the one non-obstructed doors, are another set of uh, the famous spectators. Uh, which are different than the steaming beings, but you know from those uh, that uh, the, you used to be raised by that song as a kid, the one-eyed, one-horned, uh, flying, 
uh, uh, oh dear spectators, uh, don't go, please don't go near me. So you, you again, there's two of them watching that door, and all of the other doors are blocked. Okay, this is Lord Von Schild. Did we notice anything going up higher, or are there any other doors? Okay, so you did notice a ladder on the back side of the building that goes right up to the roof, but this is where the the, fir- the first and second floor are cylinders, and then this is where the cone starts uh, that makes up the mountain. So you could there's a ladder uh, that goes to the top on the back side of the building, or you could go back to the front entrance, or you could decide to do something about one of the two doors that are guarded. Uh, this is Lord Von Chill. I don't see what, what, what is there a downside to going up uh, to the top of the roof. I'm assuming there'd be a set of doors up there we could check and just assess things. Is anybody, everyone's quiet. So can we do that? Uh, okay, you do do that on the way up. Um, Eleanor does have a slippy slide and uh, gets a six. Uh, but other than that, you get to the top. Uh, you, that was like halfway up, so you're still pretty quiet. And on the top, you do see a couple of, uh, you do see some like some wizard-type equipment set up um, on one side. And some astronaut, like what people observe astronomy, the moon and the stars, with uh, next to the wizard equipment facing off. Uh, if you're facing the ladder you climbed up with, like behind in, in like a kind of swampy field area uh, outside of the theme park wall. And then you do see a door across the roof from where you are. It also has like a further tower with stuff for storms and stuff like that, and weather, former weather station. Okay, so you see uh, the, the, the door, and do you want to use the same... I'm assuming you want to use the same strategy. So I'm just going to keep going. And as you wait, uh, kind of hidden across from the door, you do see well, only one uh, being patrolling it, uh, and it's a big farm wizard, uh, the spirit of the big farm wizard. That's a wizard that passed on to another realm, no longer earthly. And uh, you, Watt is pretty familiar with big farm wizards, so you could ask Watt any questions. But big farm wizards, former big farm wizards, are usually pretty tough too. Okay, this is Granada of Dharma. Can we keep watching to make sure it's not a, it's alone? Yeah, it's alone. So you observe long enough. Okay, this is, oh, we should have just gone in the front door because this, like the steam bot, we already did, everything is like the same to reduce us and wear us down. And now I'm getting worn down with this repetitive nature of this. And uh, I think we should just go back down and go in the front door. Uh, this is uh, Lord Von Chill. I think that's exactly what they want us to do. So I, I disagree. 
Okay, well, then what do you propose? Well, Wada, what do you... Out of all of this stuff, uh, Wada, what do you know about this uh, Big Farm Spirit Wizard uh, thing? Well, here's the good news. Uh, like, uh, Granada also knows a lot of Granada. Like, uh, don't 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 you know something about it, Granada? I don't know. Do I? Well, you you do because you have. It's part of your back. Did you read the backstory I gave you of Granada of Darmok uh, and the legend of Darmok and Jalad? Um, could, could I rem- roll to remember? Okay, you roll to remember in part of your belief system, Granada of Darmok, the Darmokian way, is this long adventure that I know not everybody wants to hear in this myth. Uh, but uh, part of it that you know is that uh, Big Farm, uh, former wizards and other things, uh, it dislike... Uh, Sunlight has a great effect on them. Now, not like other beings that it's like uh, 100% negative, but it would greatly reduce their effectiveness. Uh, and you do notice that they're staying in the shadows of the doorway. Like, of course, waiting for someone to come. So that's a piece of information that you have, Granada of Darmok. Okay. So if we could get that thing to come in the light, we'd be all set. Yeah, but how would we do that? This is Zell. Like, so this would be the most likely. Does does do? Is this is Zell? Do we know as a party between all of our knowledge? If this, uh, if we did get this big farm spirit into the sunlight, would that be our best bet to get in out of all our options? Uh, yeah, this is a DM. You could safely say that th- that would give you a much higher percentage uh, of likelihood. It'd still be difficult, but not impossible. Or, yeah. Okay, then we just need a plan, I guess. I'm willing to try if we just can keep moving forward. Uh, this is Wada. I have a plan. Like, right now it's very sunny out. But what if I cast some magical darkness at a distance? Um, One, maybe the wizard knows I'm here or not, but I could cast some magical distance like above, uh, like a cloud almost. And hopefully the the wizard doesn't have any reason to suspect that. And, And the wizard's used to the weather patterns here, which we know usually at some point in the afternoon a storm comes. So if we do this now before the storm comes, we could use that that knowledge the wizard already has against it to get it out. We, then, So I'll do that, uh, and we'll get it out far enough. Like some of you will lure it out, uh, thinking if we, if we reduce the party a little bit. So maybe uh, Zell and Lord Von Chill are on one side, and then... Eleanor and Granada block the door. Then once we get lured out to, like, you sneak around, and then you'll have it surrounded, and then I can remove the the darkness once it's out there, and hopefully, does that make sense? Does everybody sound...
Yeah, it sounds good to me. This is so. This is Eleanor. So, we, we, we yeah, that sounds like two, two, two par, a party of two wanders in. It the 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 the, the being thinks it's storm time, so it wanders out. Thinks it's easy peasy. Then it's five against one with full sunlight. Uh, sounds sounds good. Is everybody? That sounds very efficient too. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Okay, this is the DM then in an official role. So I'm gonna roll everything because uh, I think that was working. So just uh, like and I uh, like um, okay. So this one, it's uh, it's disadvantages on where where it would uh, it has to take the lower roll when it makes a move against any of you. And according to the role, the, um, so the, the, the darkness spell works and you two kind of wander, uh, you're just like come out of hiding basically. And at first it sees you and it just watches you two. And, um, I guess it didn't really ask like, how are you behaving? Well, this is Lord Von Schill. I guess we, we, Zell and I could just talk, uh. Like, why are you in such a hurry, Zell? And why can't we just be on an adventure? I don't understand why everything has to be all or nothing. We're we're talking like that about. I don't know. I've thought about it the past couple of days, Zell, and and I've thought about adventure. And the expectations our society has on people's relationships, and that it's not okay. It seems like you would either like, uh, like you say, this this works or this doesn't work. Uh, so, uh, why can't we just be on an adventure together, and maybe things happen or maybe they don't? Uh, okay, so this is Zelda. That's fine. We're talking about that. Let's proceed, please. Okay, so this is DM. So that works. It comes out uh, and it approaches you. And then, uh, Granada, so the, um, order of action is going to be Granada, uh, Zell, uh, then the, 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 the wizard, then Wada, uh, then Eleanor, then Lord Von Chill. And, uh, so, but first it works, it comes, it sees you, it comes talking, it comes out, it says to you, uh, you're, it's a mistake being here. Uh, you know, I give you a few seconds to leave and never come back. You've adventured in the wrong place. Uh, and then, uh, that's when, uh, Granada and, uh, uh, Eleanor come out on the other side, uh, successfully surprise. I mean, not a surprise action just cause there's a distance, um, and then Wada cuts the, the darkness off and action begins. Uh, Granada, Gr- Granada. Okay, I'm going to use uh, my sneak uh, and roll. You know, so can I do that? Yeah, so you get a five and then a six. So 11 total. I mean, 11 total. Uh, Zell, uh, what are you going to do? I'll use, because I have huge bonus on my bow, I'm going to use my accurate bow. 
Okay, but then um, any also though because it's I forgot this part. Sorry about this. You're also most of you working at half uh, strength because because it's a farm based being. Everything you do, all your damage is halved uh, with the weapons you have. Oh well, okay. Well, I'll still use my bow because I guess uh, would have been nice to know that ahead of time. Okay, so you get a 10 and an 8 with your bonuses. Those both land. The farm base being gets a 14 and an 18. It has to take the 14. Um, I'll just try to run through this and then fill everybody in. Does that sound good? Is it? Do you want to just keep proceeding this round after round like this and then have me update you in a bit? Yes, please. This is L. Okay, Wada got a 5. Nothing happened. Eleanor, 13. Successful. Lord Von Chill is 16 and a 4, so that was one successful. You're all ra using range. No, this is Lord Von Chill. I think Eleanor and I should go in. Okay. Um, all right, well, okay, so then Granada 11, which with the bonus is good. Um, Zell 13 and 9, those both land. Uh, it gets a 14 again, lands on, um, Azel. Wada gets a one. Eleanor. Oh, Eleanor, this is Eleanor. I think I should, uh, start, who, like, how much, how, how powerful is it? If it got Dazelle twice, should I use, uh, one of my med kits? Oh, yeah, you definitely should. Sorry about that. I guess I'm a little distracted because I'm being rushed, but. Yeah, the, the, there's uh, so far been 19. Wait, it does 19? Yeah, 19 it does. And then 20. Okay. Sorry about that. I got mixed up. Uh, okay, I'll go through the first round. So the Granada did minus 6. Zell did a 3 and a 4 total, or 7. It did 19 on Granada in the first round. Uh, Eleanor, it didn't, did it, uh, like, uh, nothing. Oh, yeah, Eleanor, you did two of damage. LVC, you did five. So that was 20 total on the farm base being. It's down to 47. Granada, you're down to, like, four. Well, if uh, this is Eleanor, if I would have known that, I would have used a full med kit on, like, the biggest kit I have in that round. Instead of two of damage on the race, or the okay, well, you're gonna have to do that in the next round. I'm sorry because the math's already been distributed. On the next round, uh, Granada did two of damage, Zell did seven total. Uh, oh, actually, the, the, I'm sorry, I was mixed up. The like on the next round, it missed Zell. Uh, because it was going after Zell, and the like, I was assuming Granada moved due to that much. Uh, then Eleanor, uh, so then you do uh, if you use that one, that's a plus ten on Granada. Then LVC did four, so that means uh, thir thirteen total. I think uh, it's down to thirty-four. And Granada, you're back up to 20 in the 20, like around 20 or something or seven. I know, yeah. See, it's hard for me to focus when I feel like I'm not, uh, it's not working. Okay. Well, we're working together. We'll, we'll work this out. Um, 
Okay. Uh, so now can we just do the next round proceed? I, I mean, I think and and use Eleanor's healing. Is that Lord Von Childa? Does everybody sound good? And Granada, you kind of stay at the distance. And Zell and I will get. Oh, Zell, I'll just use. I'll try to block everybody with my body so it goes after me. Okay. So Granada four, Zell three and seven. Uh, the farm base being got a seven. Wada six. Uh, Eleanor one. So this is not a very good rolling round. Oh, LVC, you got an 11 with your bonus and a six. So that round, oh, Eleanor, you healed. I'm sorry. So, um, so now Granada's back to normal and you're out of your, your superior kits. I was just assuming you're using those med kits. Um, I mean, you have the smaller ones, but uh, that did another, like, 12 of healing. Uh, let's see. Five. So it's down to 29 right now. Granada, you're at uh, full strength again. Okay. Let's just keep going. Okay. Granada to 17, so that works. Zell, uh, you got a five and a... 17, the farm base being a 10, Wada a 5, Eleanor 13, LVC 7 and 20. So this is a pretty big round. Um, uh, Granada did 4, Dizel uh, did 3, Eleanor 5, LVC 9. And then, uh, so it's down to like around 16, but then suddenly the earth starts to shake and, uh, you're all kind of standing speechless because like a tower rises in the distance, uh, like off to, to right where the telescope is pointing out of the ground, this tower starts rising, it's shaking the entire earth, um, and it seems like uh, it's made of stone, but it can't be because it's just growing out of the earth. And Wada says that can't be stone. This is the magic of the portal at work. That may even be a being from another realm. And then you have a debate that can't be really a being back and forth like that. And uh, but you say, oh, boy, this is uh, this is wild stuff. Uh, what are we going to do? And also the 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 farm the the farm base being is watching too and saying what in the heck? Okay, this is Lord Von Chill. Uh, should we make a move or should we try to? Wada, could you try to reason with? This is a former wizard, right? Maybe you could talk some sense into it. Yeah, this is Wada. So I tell the wizard, the former wizard, uh, hey, this is some sort of. Uh, what are you guarding? This is magic from another world. Uh, if you were a wizard and you believed in magic, you'd let us pass to disrupt this. Uh, we're here to protect our world in our magic, and I use that whole magic uh, connection to magic. Uh, you've done your job. Uh, now your job is uh, to let us pass uh, to save the magic in this realm. 
And the former wizard actually agrees and says, uh, yeah, I was tasked with guarding this door. And we say, who tasked you? And then it disappears and refuses to tell us. Okay, well, that's not helpful. Okay, can Granada, can you check the door uh, and see if there's any other surprises? Yeah, so I'll check the door and see if there's any other surprises. Okay, you you do find that this is like a stairway down to some catwalks. You do find a few other surprises that you've been able to turn off. And you descend and there's like a catwalk. And in one direction is one of the surprises you actually discovered to the left. That is like, a, that goes to like stairs that go pretty much down in a, not a circle, but in a square all the way down to the bottom. And there was a surprise there that you actually couldn't disable. So your only choice is to go right. And that's like the top of the ride. So to the right is like the catwalks where people would exit the ride out the roof. Uh, and then um, uh, there's stairs going off of there. Those stairs are blocked too. That would go down in the second story doors. So as you keep going on the catwalk, if you do, oh yeah, do you decide to keep going? Yeah, this is, so we keep going. Okay, so as you go along the catwalk, uh, then you get to the top of the ride, like where you could see pretty far across from you is where you would come up. It was like a roller coaster where you'd go up the hill with the chain, chink, 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 and you'd get to the top. But then for a while... They remodeled this ride, and it's a kind of a like weird 80s, 90s, 1980s, 1990s remodel. And so this top of the ride, it just can, it kind of had a, this uh, this like a slow portion that they added on. And the, this is how the rest of the inside of the ride was kind of themed, because it had parts that were in darkness, but a lot of it was like this disco. 80s theme and like it's kind of silly but it was really popular where like there's a bunch of animatronics up there and it's like a set a set of scenes of a goof goof the goof uh, which was a popular character encountering other beings from another world that were very much of the like 50s through the eighties, kind of like, like a green and, and, uh, like a little bit different shapes, somewhat liquid, somewhat human, but goof is teaching them to dance. Uh, like that's how they end up communicating and it kind of it plays into the fun soundtrack and disco lights and stuff. Uh, they hadn't quite got the name of the attraction down. But it was like kind of building on what they already had and making it more fun and then adding some characters in. And it was actually popular and they could change it around to different colors for seasons and stuff like that. But this was like the the tiny bit of story they had in the ride was that Goof taught the alien beings how to or, or communicated peace through dance. The other thing you notice is that there's a bunch of cars up here, like attraction vehicles, uh, and that uh, they're held in place by straps, and some of them have, like, uh, some alchemical equipment and stuff that the wizards, like, they're like, wait a second, were they using this? Uh, 
And you kind of see some ropes and stuff that they must have been pulling the attraction up. And then there's a bunch of animatronics that are still like a goof and the uh, goof's cousins and the other, uh, non or, you know, the, the, the beings from another planet. Uh, okay. But other than that, it's pretty quiet up here, right? Yeah. Well, I would think we could make camp here and wait and then decide what we're going to do. Okay, this is L. We can't do that because something just erupted. I don't think we can do that. I mean, we could. I know we're getting close to time on this session, but I don't think we can have a break as far as our characters. So I think we should come up with a general plan and then enact it at the beginning of next week because uh, we have to get down there. It's pretty clear there's wizards down there. We have these animatronics. Uh, Eleanor, do you have any ideas? Yeah, this is Eleanor. So here's what I think. I think we use the wrench and the magic, um, and we load up these cars with uh, the animatronics. There's uh, how many animatronics? You said multiples, right? Yeah, there's about 12 total animatronics you could use with the wrench. Okay, and then we have we can teach them, right? We learned that. So we could just teach them to get off of the car and grab whoever's down there. And then we come down either on the car or however we're going to get down there. Uh, and then, like, uh, even, if it's, even if they don't manage to grab whoever's down there, at least it'll be a distraction. And then we deal with stuff. So we have the element of surprise. We have, I mean, this has kind of worked for us already a little bit in different ways. What does everybody think of that idea? This is Lord Von Chill. That sounds like uh, we're taking a risk, but uh, I like that idea. I, I think it builds on what we've learned, and uh, I, I agree, uh, I guess. This is, uh, yeah, I agree, and I agree that... Um, this is an adventure. I'm sorry that uh, I was rushing. Um, and I, this sounds like fun, actually. So we'll have like a goof, like a dancing goof and all these other. This is this sounds like a cool ride, too. So, yeah, I'm excited for next week. I'm sorry. Uh, this is Granada. No need to apologize. I think this is cool. Like uh, I'm, I'm in agreement. And uh, Wada, how do you feel? I feel good. I think also we have the advantage of we have the staff and stuff. They don't know that I'm wa like in a like I'm in a water skin most of the time. So I think we could also use the fact that there's less of us or yeah, I think we can use this to our advantage. I'm excited too. All right, everybody. Then uh, thanks. Uh, this is Lord Vunchel. I'm sorry that uh well, I, I don't I'm I'm strong in adventuring. And I'm enjoying the adventure with all of you. All of you have been a part of my adventure. And I hope you rest well and get some rest so we can return to one another soon. Thank you.